Radhamadhava Kunjabi Hari Jaya Radhamadhava Kunjabi Hari Gopi Janna Balaba Giribara Dahari Gopi Janna Balaba Giribara Dahari Just so the nun, nunna, judge a dunneran, jana. Just so the nun, Jamunatira Kunjambi Hari Gopi Janna Balaba Kitty Barnadari Gopi Janna Balaba Kitty Barrettari Jamunachiravanachari 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 Jamunatira Vanachari Jaya Zaramaraba Kunjamihari
Jayam Vishnu Pad Padamahamsa Pariva Jagacharanjam 
Asta Tarazad Shishima, his divine grace, Shila A.C. Bhakti Vadanta Tidandiga Swami Maharaj Baba Padaki Jai. His confounder Vicharya Shila Baba Padaki Jai. Bhatita Pavana, Savior of the fallen souls, Shila Baba Padaki Jai. Shila Baba Pad flooding the whole material world with a tidal wave of super ecstatic Krishna Prema Ki Jai. Jai Om Vishnu Padana Mahamsa Bhidiva. Jakacharnja asked that is on the Shishimada. His divine grace, Shila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami Maharaj Prabhupada Ki Jai. Ananta Kodi Vaishnava Vrinda Ki Jai. Nama Charnja Shila Haridasta Kur Ki Jai. Paramsaka Ho, Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda. Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasari Gora Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai. Shri Shri Radha Krishna Gopi Gopinath Shamakun Radha Kun Giri Govardhan Ki Jai Vrindavan Dham Ki Jai Mayapur Dham Ki Jai Navadip Dham Ki Jai Jagannath Puri Dham Ki Jai Ganga Mai Ki Jai Jamana Mai Ki Jai Bhakti Devi Ki Jai Tussi Devi Ki Jai Samaveta Bhakta Vrinda Ki Jai Gora Premananda Haribo. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to Shishi Guru and Goranga. All glories to His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. Nama Om Vishnu Padaya, Krishna Prestaya Bhutale. Shrimate Bhakti Vedanta Svamiriti Namane Namaste Sarasvati Deve Gaurabhani Tuchalini Nivasresha Shunyavadi Paschitadeshatalini So my dear devotees, today we are reading from the seventh canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, chapter 9, text number 51, 7951. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Shri Narada Vacha Etavat Vanita Guna Bhaktya Bhaktena Nirguna Prasadam Pranatam Prita Yata Manyu Abhashita Shri Narada Vacha Aitabad Vanita Guna Bhakta Bhaktina Nirguna Radam Pranatam Prito Yataman Yurabhashata Shri Narada Vacha Aitabad Vanita Guna Bhakta Bhaktina Nirguna Radam Ranatam Prito Yataman Yurabhashata 
with devotion. Bhaktena by the devotee, Pallad Maharaj, Nirguna, the transcendental Lord, Prasadam unto Pallad Maharaj, Pranatam, who was surrendered at the lotus feet of the Lord, Prita, being pleased, Yatamanyu, controlling the anger, Abhashita began to speak as follows. Translation in purport by His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. The great saint Narada said, Thus, Lord Nishingadev was pacified by the devotee, Pallad Maharaj, with prayers offered from the transcendental platform. The Lord gave up his anger, being very kind to Pallad who was offering prostrated obeisances, he spoke as follows. Purpur. The word nirguna is important. The Maibadi philosophers accept the absolute truth as nirguna or nirakar, nirakara. The word nirguna refers to one who possesses no material qualities. The Lord being full of spiritual qualities gave up his anger and spoke to Pallad. Bandeham Shri Guru Shri Jata Barakamalam Shri Guru Vaishnavam Shcha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunatam Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadoitam Savadutam Parijana Savitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padam Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakan Vitamscha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prestaya Bhutale Shrimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Sarasvate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nivishesha Shunyavadi Paschanya Deshatarine So these Mayavadi rascals they said, the Lord, the Supreme, has no qualities, he has no form. He's this, the unmanifested oneness. But their philosophy actually cancels itself out. They say, everything is an illusion. That means their philosophy also is an illusion. It's part of everything. So we don't take these Mayavadis very seriously. They have all kinds of bogus teachings out there. There's one book presenting Mayavadi philosophy. It's called The Book. And this book says, actually, you are God. 
But right now you're playing hide-and-go-seek with yourself. So just come out of hiding and be God once again. That's what the book is teaching you how to do. So I tried that. It didn't work. I tried being God and I couldn't pull it off. I said, well, this is simply bogus nonsense. You said. So we don't follow these bogus mayabadis who try to negate the form, uh, the pastimes of the Lord, saying it's all just an illusion. We take the instructions of the great Vaishnavacharyas, like His Divine Grace, Srila Prabhupada. We understand the Supreme Lord is not some imaginary uh, thing. We understand that the Supreme Personality of God is an eternal youth. Naviyovanam, an eternal youth. Brahmaji confirms this. Navyovanam. A blooming youth. So Krishna never gets old, he never needs a hearing aid or glasses or a wheelchair or a cane. And he's in the prime of youth, like a 16-year-old boy. And he's having these wonderful pastimes. Even right now, the pastimes are happening here for those that I have to see them. Right here in Melbourne, the pastimes are going on, you see. He's having his pastimes right here. So we have to learn how to tune in to these transcendental qualities, these transcendental teachings. You have to tune in, turn on, and bliss out. Stop being... Uh, being enamored by the material nature, which is bewildering countless numbers of living entities since time immemorial. And we've been in that, that group of bewildered entities. Totally lost souls, trying to enjoy, 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 enjoy. And that place where enjoyment doesn't exist at all. Isn't that stupid? Isn't that asinine? To try and enjoy some place where there's no enjoyment at all? It's like the mirage in the desert. You can move very quickly to reach them as that water out there that, oh, there's a lake. Just see, there's a lake out there. I'm so thirsty. Oh, see, there's a lake. Let's go running and get the water as soon as possible. But that lake is moving as fast as you move. You see. No matter how fast you move, that lake, that body of water out there, it keeps moving. You see. So our material happiness is like that. It's called Maya Sukhaya. The illusion of happiness exists. Um, when our suffering isn't so bad, then we think, ah, now I'm enjoying. Why, why do we think that way? We think that way because by nature we are enjoyers. Krishna is the supreme enjoyer, and we being part and parcel of him are also by nature enjoyers. Satchitananda Vigraha is there in the supreme person. It's also there in us. We are also Satchitananda Vigraha. Therefore we try to enjoy, but the difficulty is we are trying to enjoy in that place where enjoyment does not exist. That's why Krishna comes, yada yada hi dharmasha. He comes to rescue us from this illusion of trying to enjoy in a place where there is absolutely no enjoyment, zero, you see, zero enjoyment. So we should not hold on to this material nature thinking, well, a little bit more sense gratification, then I'll take it seriously. We see some devotees, they take their vow, initiation vows very, whims very lightly. They think, well, you know, I, I took initiation, well, you know, it's like optional. I can follow the spiritual master or not, it's my choice. But don't be dishonest, you see. 
When you take the initiation vows, now you're accepting the order of the spiritual master as your very life and soul. It's not an option. When the disciple wrote and he said, well, when things normalize, then I will start chanting again. He doesn't realize there's no such, actually every situation is normal. Or on another angle, there's no, the material world never normalizes, you see. If you want to normalize, you have to chant. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. This foolish disciple is thinking, when things normalize, then I will start chanting. He doesn't realize the only way to normalize things is a chant. So he's not going to chant because things are not normalized. It's a foolish position, you see. So we should not be foolish like this to think, well, you know, I take it seriously when things normalize, you know. Actually, an abnormal condition is natural and it's not bad. To be in an abnormal state is very wonderful, actually. Queen Kunti was begging for abnormalities. Vipada darshanam. May those abnormalities come again and again, those calamities. May they come again and again and again. She's begging for them, you see. So we take this process as, uh, we take the abnormalities as a very great blessing. When I'm feeling it's not a normal situation, that's a very natural thing to see because it is an abnormal situation. It, my abnormality is I think I'm this body. I'm thinking this lump, of, this lump of flesh. I'm thinking it's me. But it's very easy to analyze. You can even explain to non-devotees how to understand that you're not your body. You can ask them. We, had a, a, uh, we went to an uh, exposition. It was the mind, body, and spirit celebration there in Austin. And we had, I gave a little lecture there, and we, we talked to the, talk the um, non-devotees. I said, do your eyes seeing? Are you seeing through your eyes? Are your ears hearing? Are you hearing through your ears, you see? So they can immediately understand. It's very easy to understand you're not the body. You can explain to them in such a way, you see. Prabhupada wants us to be able to convince these rascals. He wants us to make the whole world Krishna conscious. So we have to understand how to preach from, from logic and argument from scripture, from every angle, we have to somehow convince them that they're not their material bodies and there's a supreme person. They say, well, there's no supreme person. It just came out of a big chunk. But how can it come out of it? They say it was a, there was a chunk and it exploded and boom. Now, I told you, my dear listeners, that the, the way this temple was built was there was a big chunk, of a big pile of building materials. You know, there was tiles and uh, all these ingredients were here, and we just took a stick of dynamite, you threw it in, and boom, this temple came out of it. Would you think I'm crazy? I'm some kind of crazy nut? It came out of an explosion? How you can say that, Sankarshan Prabhu? It came out of an explosion? Are you crazy? But that's what the scientists wanted us to believe. It came out of an explosion, you see. So that means they're crazy fools, and we're even bigger fools if we take them seriously. We have to understand from these great acharyas who understand things as they are. You see, Ishvaraha Paramaha Krishnaha Satyadananda Vigraha Anadir Adir Govinda Sarvakaranakaranam. There's a supreme person from everything. Everything is coming. Actually, we can understand. We can defeat this my body philosophy very easily. It's a very simple example: the ocean and the drop of the ocean. Now I ask you, my dear devotees, does the, the chemical composition of the entire ocean and the chemical composition of the drop of ocean water, are they one and the same or are they different? 
Now, the chemical, the amount of, the combination of chemicals you'll find in the drop is the same percentage of chemicals you find in the entire ocean. So in other words, the drop is qualitatively one with the entire ocean. So since the Supreme possesses personality, we being part and parcel of him must logically, scientifically also possess personality. So simply my logic, simple, simple logic we can understand that we're a person and, we're, and we can understand we're not these bodies. So we take the combination, you see, of logic, argument, and scripture. And we have a very powerful position to explain to the people how we have to reconnect ourselves with our, our source. When you unplug a utility from the electrical, the electrical uh, power, the, the, electric, the electric wall, it doesn't function, does it? You have a, it's like we have a nice microphone here. If you unplug it, of course, it's, actually, it's a battery powered, I guess. You unplug the, uh, it's like we, oh, here's a good example. Is a, if you unplug this thing, well, you know the example. Some of these have some battery backups. Maybe not the best example. You know, you have a fan running, for example. You unplug it, it doesn't work, you see. So right now, we're unplugged. That's the problem. We're unplugged from the, the source of energy. That's why we're struggling here. We're unplugged. So we just plug back in. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. When you're connected to the powerhouse, you can become, you become empowered, you see. Prabhupada wanted us to become empowered preachers who could lead the whole world out of chaos. There's one morning walk in Los Angeles, he's told us to take the leadership. He wants us to lead the whole world. That's our position. We're meant not just to sit in our temple, we're meant to go out and preach and convince these rascals. Prabhupada spoke very strongly, like in America they have, the, on the American currency we'll see, in God we trust. But if you ask them, who is God, they don't know. Now I ask you this, if some stranger walked in the door and said, you can trust me, can you lend me a thousand dollars, you can trust me, would you do that? Would you lend a thousand dollars to some stranger? You say, no. To, to trust somebody, you have to know that person, know them well. Yeah, this is a good person. I've had good dealings with him. He's always honest in, my, in his dealings with me. So to trust someone, you have to know them. This is the difficulty now in the U.S. They say, in God we trust. They know who is God. So that trust is superficial. It's not real trust, you see. Now by the whole thing is going down. The whole country is going down to the tubes. And the same thing is happening all over the world because they're kicking out God. The whole thing is going down, 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 you see. And actually, it will go down to the point where this whole civilization with all the, the, the internet and the cars and the planes and the skyscraper buildings and the electric power and the solar power, this whole thing will come crashing down eventually. You see, by the end of Kaliyu, we aborigines in the jungle. When someone invites you over for dinner, guess what? You're the dinner. <laughs> so, <laughs> but we have an opportunity now to reverse it. There's a 10,000, it's called the Chaitanya era, it began 500 years ago, 550 years ago. But in this era, it's predicted the whole world will become Krishna conscious. So we have a very, very great opportunity here to bring about a total, total transformation of a human society. We have a, a great mission given to us by His Divine Grace Srila Prabhupada to push for the Chaitanya era. It's even predicted. Such Janda Durjanda Pangu, Jadda Anagana, Prema Jana. This Krishna consciousness movement is a tidal wave. 
of, of prema, it'll inundate the entire world, drowning everyone, the, the old, the, the pious, the impious, even the impious will become drowned in this ocean, of this tidal wave, you see. So we have a great opportunity to ride this tidal wave, you see. To, to ride the, uh, to, to, it's like a surfer, he rides the wave. You see, we have a great opportunity to ride this wave of Lord Chaitanya's mercy to inundate the whole world with Krishna Bhakti. You see. A great opportunity. That's why the, the Harinam Sankirtan, the book distribution, the preaching program, the Prashadam distribution. We have a very, 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 very auspicious opportunity. You see. So let us take full, let's, let's cash in on this great opportunity by becoming very sincere in our chanting, in our relationships, becoming very proper in our relationships. It's very important we have proper relationships. Prabhupada explains this in one of his purports. Actually, Narada Muni is giving this. Prabhupada explains it. How proper relationships mean if somebody is more advanced than me, I'm very, very pleased to get their association. You see. If someone is equally advanced, make friendship. Somebody is less advanced, be merciful to them and help them. But what is this? The, our tendency is just the opposite. Somebody is more advanced, they're envious. Ah, that creep. <laughs> somebody, is, somebody is equally advanced. I'm very proud. Oh yes, don't you realize what a great devotee I am? Somebody is less advanced. Ah, that joke. You see. Hates them, you see. So we have to come to that position. The Prabhupada said, if you follow these principles, you become happy in this world. This material world is a world of suffering, but if you follow the instructions of Narada Muni, you will be happy even in this miserable place, the Kaliyamashashpatam. This, this is called an abode of misery, but if you tune into Narada Muni's sublime instruction, you'll be always ecstatic. Appreciate those who are more advanced, befriend those who are equally advanced, and be merciful on those who are less advanced. Follow this in every relationship. And all of your relationships will be perfect. I guarantee you. Actually, I don't guarantee. Who am I? I'm just an idiot here. But Narada Muni and Prabhupada guarantee if you follow these principles, every relationship will be wonderful. So let's, uh, let's tune in to these sublime instructions by Srila Prabhupada and get off the mental platform trying to enjoy even subtly, you see. Even the subtle platform is very dangerous. Trying to enjoy mentally, you see. We have to get we have to completely purify our existence, grossly and subtly. We have to see everything as the energy of Krishna and how can I engage this in the in the service of Krishna? Not, hmm, can I enjoy that? See that woman other maybe I can enjoy her at least by looking at her, you know, I can enjoy her, her her beautiful feminine form, I can enjoy it. Oh, just see. You see the subtle thing? We have to be careful of these things. We have to understand everything that exists is the property of Krishna. Everything is for his enjoyment, not my enjoyment. You can say, well, what do I mean? Wait a minute, I want to enjoy. Why does only Krishna gets to enjoy? But you don't understand, my dear devotees. Actually, it's explained that actually the, enjoy, the devotee enjoys more than Krishna. This is an example of Srimati Radharani. Lord Krishna is saying, what is this? Here I am the supreme enjoyer. And Radharani is enjoying more than me. How can that be? So Lord Chaitanya, so excuse me, Krishna then, he wants to taste the pleasure of Radharani. Let me taste what she's, pre what she's tasting. Let me somehow rather taste what Srimati Radharani is tasting. I want to get that flavor, you see. That's better than being Krishna. 
being the devotee of Krishna is better than being Krishna, so what should I do? I will take her complexion, she is golden complexion, I will take a golden complexion, and I will take her mood. So Krishna becomes Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, you see. To taste the mood and have the complexion of Radharani, you see. So actually you're, you're not, it does not that Krishna is cheating us by saying, well, you're just a servant and I'm the enjoyer. No, you can enjoy equal even more than Krishna. By taking the position, now my dear Lord, I'm totally sold out to you. My every thought, my every word, my every deed in all times, places and circumstances is for your pleasure, my Lord. So we have to train ourselves, we have to be in our own psychiatrist to see how, what weeds we have in our, in our heart, you see, can get rid of those weeds. How we're committing offenses against the holy name, how we're offending the Vaishnavas, we have to, how we're offending the deities, you see. The deities in that statue, Krishna himself has so kindly come here to Melbourne, so how am I receiving him? How am I treating him? You see. So we have to train ourselves to get off this, in this mental platform of thinking, well, you know, some statue standing there. We have to come off this mental platform and understand I'm dealing with Krishna himself. He suddenly kindly come. Now how will I deal with them? You see. Let me get off this platform of thinking I'm the Lord of all I survey and actually become Jivaras of Rupahoy, Krishnera Nichidas. Let me come to that position where I have no business except to think about Krishna, talk about Krishna, and serve Krishna with love. You see, bhaktya, not mechanically, but with love. The key is you have to do it with love. So, anybody have any questions? Everyone satisfied now? Question. I'm a little hard of hearing, so I'll someone may have to help me. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thank you for the class. Um, Maharaj, um, my question is that when there are turbulent times, how do we see Krishna's reciprocation and mercy? Like you give the example of Queen Kunti, um, you know, that she has that constant prayer of bringing, like, you know, having calamities in our life, but how do we, How do I we guess, deal with calamities? Well, I think, you know, we cannot be at that level as Queen Kunti, but I guess how do we develop well, why that not, Why not be in that, why not come to that level? Why should I be on the mental platform? Thinking, but how can I be? See, you're not on that platform. If you're not on that platform, you're still trying to be the enjoyer. Why not see everything as the mercy of Krishna? You see, this is a very cool technique. How to always be Krishna conscious when something goes bad? Say, wait a minute. This must be an arrangement of Krishna. Must be an arrangement of Krishna. It happened. It happened to me recently too. I was working on my memoir, and then I got a call from the, uh, the publishing company who said, your, your photos are no good, we have to have them redone, you can't, you can't. So the whole thing is delayed by six weeks, I went, oh, this is horrible. Then I realized, now I can actually, this is an opportunity for me to go in and fine tooth this, what I'm writing. I, I can write even better, you see. So instead of being devastated when things go wrong, See, there's some special arrangement of Krishna to help me do things better. That's how I do it. That's my realization. When things go wrong, think of whatever. Krishna has done something here to help me to do things better. So don't be devastated. Our tendency is to be devastated when things go wrong. Oh no, it's horrible, oh, horrible, horrible. Instead of horrible, Haribo. 
Haribo. So we have to, it's easy to say, it's easy to say, not so easy to practice, I admit. I have the same difficulty myself, Manadi. But we have to beat our head, beat our mind with shoes. Come on, you rascal mind. Why are you so caught up in trying to be the enjoyer? Why don't you see how Krishna is blessing you with unlimited mercy at every minute in all times, places, and circumstances? We have to see the mind is there doing its nonsense. Happiness and distress, happiness and distress, you see, that, that's the mental platform. We have to come to the intellectual platform, Brahma Bhutta Prasanatma Sochati Nakangshati, seeing everything equally. Whether, whether I'm praised or whether I'm, I'm chastised, it's all the same, you see. Whether I'm sick or whether I'm healthy, whether I'm born or whether I'm die, even the Bible has a, a verse like that in the Old Testament. To everything there's a season, you see. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to laugh, a time to cry. Even the Bible teaches this wisdom. Krishna teaches that Matra Sparshata Kanteya Shitoshna Sukadukada Agamapaya Modnishnastangtakshapsabharata. The non-permanent appearance of happiness and distress and their disappearance in due course of time are like the appearance and disappearance of the winter and summer season. One one will tolerate them with sign of Arti without being disturbed. So <coughs> just like here in Melbourne, you got the summer and winter, right? So you don't go, oh, winter's coming, you don't become all devastated. Oh, you just put on your jacket and turn on the heat. You, just, you know how to deal with the seasons. Turn on the AC in the summer. You, you do, oh, it's just part of your regular Yanya routine. When it's hot, turn on the AC. When it's cold, turn on the heat. You know how to deal with the seasons. They're just seasons, the same thing with our daily life. We have happiness, we have stress, we have honor and dishonor, we have pain and pleasure, we have birth and uh, health and sickness. These are all duality. We have to take them all as the blessing of Krishna without being disturbed. So, Kunti is helping us, you see. Queen Kunti's prayer is a great, just try reciting that when you become devastated next time. Saying, well, Krishna has really blessed me. I didn't even ask for calamities and I got one, you see. So, it's a matter of being your own psychiatrist. Understanding your mind is not you. It's just a tool. You know the example of the, the, the chariot, the reins, the horses, the driver, the passenger, you see. If you let the mind do its own thing, that means the driver letting go of the reins, the horses will trip you off the cliff. So you have to keep that mind under control. You see, the driver, which is your intelligence, has to keep the mind under control. When you control the mind, then your senses are also controlled. And the passenger then gets to the proper destination. So when your mind freaks out and goes crazy, you say, wait a minute, mind. You stop that nonsense and come back. Bajahu Mana Shrinanda Vindare. My dear mind, you see. That's another approach you can instead of saying you rascal mind, that's one approach. Another approach is, my dear mind, please now engage yourself in the devotional service of the divine son of Nanda Maharaj. So it's a matter of training. It's a matter of chanting good japa, quality reading, quality association, quality chanting and dancing. Everything should be done qualitatively with love. Try to do everything as an offering of love to Krishna. That's the key. Krishna is not a, a Hindu myth. Krishna is a real person. He's within every atom. He's between every atom. Krishna knows everything you're thinking. Everything you're, Krishna is fully cognizant of everything you're doing, you see. So there's two books out there, the two record keepers going on. There's Krishna's book and Yavaraja's book. So whose book do you want to be in, you see? 
You want to be in Ramaraja's book or Krishna's book? They're both keeping records. So we want to be in Krishna's book, isn't it? So let me always think Krishna consciously, speak Krishna consciously, and act Krishna consciously. So Krishna is noting, oh, just see this devotee is going through all these difficulties, but this devotee is trying to come out of these difficulties and be in a mood of loving service to me. See. So let us show Krishna we're sincere about being his pure devotees. That I realize I have no business other than to be Krishna's devotee. Let's show Krishna, yes, my Lord, I have no business other than to be your pure devotee. Everything else can be let go of, but I have only one thing to do, and that is to become your pure devotee. Is that clear? Next. Yes. Maharaj, there are two questions, one from the previous class, the day before yesterday and today. Okay. So from the previous class was that the um, books that we try to read, we see that in Srila Prabhupada's books, Prabhupada, especially in Bhagavad Gita, we see uh, Prabhupada referring to Shweteshwadar Upanishad, then Katopanishad, then uh, Rig Veda and so many other books. So are they from... Um, uh, f they come from the translation from Bengali to English, or Prabhupada has read has so through them and we should... The thing is, we tell us, you know, Vedai Shudur Lama Badur Lama Babakto. It's not by studying the Vedas, you see, but it's a mood of, of devotion is the key. So the, the thing is, we study, there's so many books that give you so many cool concepts about this and that, but the real thing is to study those books that bring you to the point of bhakti. The Bhakti Shastra. So Prabhupada has given us Bhakti Shastras. That's the important thing, these Bhakti Shastras. Because you study how to come to the mood of Bhakti. That's the whole point. Those who get into big, 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 big pandit, you know, so many slokas, uh, this and that. Without Bhakti, it's useless. Vedeshadurlabam, you see. It's not by Vedic study, but adurlamabhakto, you see, that's the position. So we don't need to. Uh, I recommend. Uh, have you read the New, Have you read the Nectar Devotion three times yet? No. You haven't. Well, don't go running to hear this and that. Papa said that the every devotee must study the Nectar Devotion three times. So until you've done that, don't even think about going here and going there. And it's some intellectual holiday, you know, getting this Purana, this, this, uh, that. No. You follow Prabhupada. If you want bhakti, you follow the great Acharya, Srila Prabhupada, and yet that will give you the awakening of bhakti within your heart. And then when you get that bhakti, all the Vedic wisdom is revealed to you automatically. You understand? When you come to the point of seeing Krishna face to face, eye to eye, then all the Vedic wisdom is automatically revealed to you. You don't need to. So come focus on the bhakti shastra that Prabhupada has given us. And then all the Vedic wisdom of all those different Puranas and this and that, will all be realized, you'll realize all of it automatically. So you've sticked to Prabhupada's teachings and you'll become an amazingly learned person just by sticking to Prabhupada. Okay? When, now when, the second question. We, yes, so when we are approaching to the society, uh, we, we, get to, we get to hear some arguments uh, saying, oh, oh, you did not read this Upanishad and that Upanishad, you know, how can you uh, justify uh, your point when you have not read uh, like some of the Upanishads, you know, and oh, then we we try. You be, we, you're saying how can you how can you justify your position? We haven't read all the Upanishads. Uh, yeah, I mean, 
they say they refer to some other Upanishads, and then we say, you know, we've got the references in Bhagavad Gita where Prabhupada explains. If you actually learn it in Prabhupada's teachings and you connect with Krishna consciousness, Krishna will give the intelligence not to deal with every argument. Easily. You see? Easily. Just like I told the other day, one professor, Sanskrit professor in uh, he said, well, your Sanskrit pronunciation is no good and you'll never be good in Sanskrit pronunciation. Even if you practice forever and ever, you'll never be good. So I, I told him, I quote in that verse, I think 1855, I said, even, even if, you, if you don't have the mood of bhakti, even if you're flawless in your Sanskrit pronunciation, you're not going to be liberated. But if, even if your Sanskrit pronunciation is flawed, you have the mood of bhakti, you'll be liberated. I gave him the verse to prove it. And he, he accepted it, you see. So you hang, he accepted it. He, he, he actually glorified me and accepted the argument immediately. So if you have, if you're learned and you have the bhakti mood, Krishna within your heart is a super soul, well, it can feed all these rascal arguments. If you don't have the bhakti mood, you'll be lost. Oh, I was defeated by the pundit. But if you have the bhakti mood, you can feed every pundit who puts forth these non-bhakti ideas. Okay? So now you become learned in bhakti sutra and apply that knowledge also. Adurlama Atma Bhakto, my Brahmaji says in 533, Brahma Samhita. You study that verse, 533. That verse will give you everything. If you, you imbibe that verse in your heart, you'll have all revelation will come to you. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Maharaj. Okay. Next. Here we go. Hi, Krishna Maharaj. Thank you for the wonderful class. Maharaj, you mentioned how um, we see that Lord Krishna protects us spiritually, not materially. So when He protects us spiritually, why do we always ask Him to help us in our material dangers? Can somebody help me with what she said? Said, you said in your class that Krishna protects us spiritually and not materially. So how oh, not materially also. Krishna gives you all protection, even materially. Krishna is like Pallad was protected. He protected from the father wanted to kill him and he was protected from being killed. So Krishna gives all protection, materially and spiritually. <coughs> Krishna is very kind about his devotee, you see. Just like we had that incident in Miami. We had some robbers come. We all, in the old days of ISKCON, we used to take every night, we'd all get together for milk prasadam. Prasadam, time for milk prasadam, you see. That was the big thing in ISKCON in the old days. Milk prasadam time, you see. So we're all taking milk prasadam, and all of a sudden, there's something weird really happened. We heard Bhakti and Patty going, Woo! And the thief came in, he had a hand over her mouth, and a gun and another thief came with a rifle. So we were being challenged, and the thief's, he said, "Right, better get down on the floor, you know. They ordered us to get down the floor. So uh, we talk about a material difficulty, right? He, they were threatening to shoot us. If we didn't get on the floor, they were going to shoot us with a rifle. And that's how heavy it was. So, but his one devotee is not very cooperative. His name is Sankarshan Das. <laughs> <laughs> and he wouldn't get down on the floor. But he chanted out, Nishingadev, at the top of my lungs, you know. So now the rifle is pointed at me. But um, 
the temple president was, they actually, I said, what do you want? You're, we're your friends, what do you want? He said, the money, where's the money? Actually, the, treasure, the temple treasury was right there. They had a big collection from Sirkan. Right on the other side of the door, the money was right there. So, the temple president, Abhi Ram Prabhu, he heard me yelling to Shringadev. He said, what's going on out there? Somebody yelled to Shringadev. And Abhi Ram Prabhu was very cool-headed. I can't imagine anybody more cool than Abhi Ram. He became Prabhupada's servant also in the, the end. I can't imagine anybody more cool than Abhi Ram Prabhu. Because Abhi Ram Prabhu came out, he looked at the thieves, and he realized what was going on. He turned around to go back into the office and the thief with the pistol, he came and hit him on the head and he was bleeding. But Abhiram was cool. He didn't, he didn't lose his cool, not even a slight bit. He was very intelligent. The temple treasurer was there and the other side of the drawer with a gun in the desk. So Abhiram Prabhu said, get the gun and shoot the bastards. <laughs> and the temple president grabbed the gun, they went running. So that was a very see, immaterial situation. Two thieves coming with a rifle and their guns, running to shoot us. And Lord, she, as soon as I had a Shingadev's name, the whole thing turned around, you see. So that's a very good example. Even a material situation, the Shingadev turned the whole thing around, you see. So you'll be surprised if you take care of the, take shelter of the Lord in every situation, all kinds of wonderful magic things will happen. And there's Shingadev or Hare Krishna. You see, there's Bhajag of Govinda. There's so many wonderful names. If you chant those names in difficulty, you'll see amazing miracles take place. Try it and you'll like it. Anything else? We've got about nine minutes left before the cutoff. Anything else? Here we got on the internet. So one can be aware on the chapters we are yet to learn. Let's see. Went away. Okay. This is from Bhaktan Sheila. Uh, please enlighten what are the possible possible chapters coming under the lesson understanding one you you can read the you can read the coming lessons by looking in the books so one can be aware of the chapter um, you can read yourself remember what's coming in the in the chapter you can read it yourself any other questions we can have an early adjournment today okay Um, thanks for the class, uh, Sankajan Prabhu. Um, I'm just thinking about impersonalism yeah. and how even as devotees, um, we're not always aware of how much of an impersonalist we are. We, we're not aware of how much yeah. an we impersonalist... Yeah, we with each other also. That's right. Yeah, and... Um, and it might take uh, decades to realize yeah. that we're, we're actually... We've been around for many decades and we're still impersonal. We're, we're, or yeah. well, we, that we are persons, even. Yeah. And that we, and we need to treat each other we don't have the more nicely. <laughs> that's, why I really, when it, that's why I really liked it when that book, The Necker Instruction, came out, when it talked about loving exchanges. Hmm. Uh, uh, really, this this point of loving actually, this point of loving exchanges will make you or break you in Krishna consciousness. Those who master the art of loving exchanges, they be, they come strong and steady. Those who don't, they fall away in due course of time. That's a fact. So we have to learn how to loving exchanges with the Vaishnavas. Very important. We should never take devotee as just some object. 
Everyone is a person. Krishna takes everyone as a person, so why we should not take everyone as a person? You should have loving feelings towards every Vaishnava. Prabhupada is an amazing example of that. Can you imagine how loving Prabhupada was? It's amazing. I mean, see his, how his love for me, I was really, it's really, it makes my heart melt when I think about it. It's like in Iskand, Prabhupada is writing so many letters, right? In the beginning, Prabhupada wrote any devotee who write, wrote him, he'd write him back. That was the way it was in the beginning. I asked Vishnu John Swami a question. He said, I don't know, why don't you write Prabhupada? So Prabhupada is answering letters to every single devotee, my dear so-and-so. But then there was a new policy. And now only the GBCs, temple presidents, sannyasis, the rank-and-file devotees, no more letters. But I was desperate. I had that, I had I'd written Prabhupada so many letters, got so many answers. I was desperate to have that connection with Prabhupada. So I took a chance, I wrote him a letter. And he wrote me back and told me about the new policy. But then he said, but if there's any urgent matter, I'm always happy to hear from my beloved disciples. So Prabhupada gave me an exemption to the policy. A movement-wide policy he gave me an exemption. So I just see how, much, how loving Prabhupada was. I had an urgent need, I was, he, I was always, he was always ready to correspond with me. Even just a rank and file brahmachari, you know, washing dishes in the kitchen. Wasn't a big leader, a big collector. Just some rank and file brahmachari, you know, cleaning the bathroom or whatever. But Prabhupada was so kind, you know. So that kindness of Prabhupada, now we have to manifest that in our own dealings with all the devotees, you see. He showed so much love and kindness for every single devotee in the movement. It's absolutely amazing how he had that loving feeling for every single devotee. You see. So we have to manifest that loving mood of Prabhupada now in all of our dealings with all the Vaishnavas and with the non-devotees also. You see. That loving mood is how we'll attract the whole world eventually to become Krishna conscious. Kijai. Yeah. Okay, we got five minutes left. Is that it? We end a little early today. Uh, here's another one. Um, what I'm noticing is that um, a lot of the older devotees from the 70s and 80s are um, turning up at the temple. They're doing what? Turning up. They're coming to the temple. They're coming to the temple? Yeah. That's and um, they've been away for some time. Yeah. But then they're coming back. Yeah, that's good. Right. And um, um, yeah, they can't stay away. Yeah. <laughs> the love, Prabhupada's love is still here, you <laughs> see. They're coming back for Prabhupada's love, his mercy. Yeah, That's I right. think so. That's right. And um, so, so, you know, sometimes devotees do have problems. Sometimes. <laughs> devotees. <laughs> How about all the time? <laughs> yeah, all the time. And. Um, and even they may go away for some time, yeah. but they, uh, you know, they they come back. Yeah. Eventually, they do come yeah. back. I, I think in the first canto, the Bhagavatam, Prabhupada mentions, you know, that you may go away, but you'll you'll come back. Yeah. So, I mean, this in Vrindavan, seeing so many God brothers and God sisters, it's so enlightening in Vrindavan. So many are coming to Vrindavan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so enlightening to be there. It felt like in the old days, you know. Yeah, I, God God yesterday I met a devotee who I haven't seen since the 70s. Wow. Right? And she said um, she had to come back. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even recognize her, but she yeah. recognized me. That's nice. Um, That's nice. Yeah, so... 
um, yeah, I think you have to be it in for the long, we you know, be, uh, the long game. And give our love to when such persons come. Yeah. yeah very much in giving them our loving kindness. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they can feel that. We can represent Prabhupada's love. That's a, mm. They can feel that kindness, you see. Yeah. Especially in the prasadam. <laughs> prasadam is a secret weapon. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it destroys all arguments. You know, the, you know the old thing about simply wonderful. Remember that? Prabhupada said, one, one devotee said, Prabhupada, what happens when we give somebody one of these simply wonderful sweets on the street? Prabhupada said he will take that simply wonderful, and he will come to your temple, and he will become simply wonderful. <laughs> he said, Krishna is simply wonderful, and you are all simply wonderful. And one devotee said, Prabhupada is simply wonderful, and Prabhupada said, That's all right. Have kirtan. <laughs> it was so, Papa was simply wonderful. You know, every just everything about him, the way he's just to be with him, to see Prabhupada, to hear Prabhupada, and we can do that. The lectures are still there. We can, we can be be right there on the morning walks. We can right there in the books. We can we can take Prabhupada as actually sitting here. You see, actually if we're if actually we're at high enough level, we can, Prabhupada will actually talk to us. The Murti will actually talk to us. We're at high enough level. You see, not just not the statue. Prabhupada is actually there, a coordinator we have love. Actually, Prabhupada can talk to us if we become high enough level. You see, it's not just a statue. Prabhupada is actually there, according to where to give love. So we have to we have to fan that fire of love. What's the technique? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare. We got about one minute left. Anything else? Quickie in the back. Hanuman. was asking, um, when Anit Prabhu said, we are devotees and yet we are impersonal to a large extent. Um, what is it? To so, so some extent, even we as persons are impersonal. Oh yeah, that's so how we're seeing Krishna face to face right now. <laughs> how should we... Impersonalism, that's right. But how, how, how do we even be aware that we are being impersonal? What are the well, symptoms of being impersonal? Take, take Anirudha's statement as your truth. He's speaking what is true, and I'm repeating it. Take it as true. No, no, how do we, how do we, how, how should we be aware that we are impersonal? How what are, are the symptoms? What are the symptoms of that impersonalistic dealings? Am I, am I disturbing the devotees by my behavior? That's one way you can look at it. Am I disturbance the devotees, or am I actually, they're pleased with me? That's one way. Am I disturbing the devotees by my, my actions and my words and my, my attitude? Am I disturbing them, am I actually pleasing them? That's one way you can look. Am I disturbance in this kind? Or am I are making my devotees are pleased by me? It's one way to look at it. Okay, that's it. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, there will be some prasadam cookies just outside the temple hall so that we honor it outside. Thank you.